It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. It is the happy hour on The Guy Benson Show. Happy Friday to all of you. GuyBensonShow.com, our website. Podcast free of charge every day. Joining us now from London, England, is our colleague Martha McCallum, host of The Story every weekday, 3 p.m. Eastern on Fox News Channel. And she is over there with some of our colleagues covering the Queen's Jubilee. What is it, the Platinum Jubilee? Is that right, Martha? Yes, it is. 70 years. Platinum Jubilee. 70 years is extraordinary. She's 96 years old. She became queen at a very young age. And she has been a dominant figure, really, in world politics and world events for decades. And there's a great affinity, I think, not just within the UK, but around the world, among many people for Queen Elizabeth II. Put her reign, just a little bit for us, in historical context. 70 years is really pretty amazing. It is amazing. And, you know, when she started at the age of 25, and remember, she was never expected to be in the line for um, to be queen. She was the daughter of uh, the brother of the king um, and the person who was expected to rule for for decades. But then um, Edward VIII went off with Wallace Simpson, his American divorcee, and left the family and left the throne open for Elizabeth's dad. So when she took over at 25, um, Winston Churchill was in his second term as prime minister. He was her first prime minister that she worked with, or she would say who worked under her. She always says, my prime minister. And Harry Truman was still in office. Joseph Stalin was in leadership in Russia. Wow. So that's that's where things were when she began. So she just has such an enormous breadth of history and experience with 14 prime ministers, and she has been queen as long as 14 U.S. presidents. So it's pretty hard to find someone really in the world who has a more kind of comprehensive look at the history of the last 70 years. Yeah, world events and significant figures, to your point. And she has met so many of the most important people in the world over the course of her reign. So this is the big celebration, 70 years on the throne. I think the Brits had, what, a couple days off from work. They call it a bank holiday. Lots of celebration, drinking. I heard they were keeping the pubs open a little bit later. Oh, yes. Her Her Majesty's Honor, so I'm sure people were thrilled about that. What's the mood in the U.K.? And and do you have, like, a, a bias because you happen to be around people who care the most? Or is there a, a deeply felt, broad-based level of affection for this woman? Well, it's interesting. You know, I, I think there's so much cynicism in the world, right? Um, and here as well. They've been through, like we have, a couple of years of very rough times with COVID. They have inflation issues here as well. Um, and I think that there is a just a big mood to celebrate right now. And also, as uh, I talked to Nigel Farage yesterday, and I interviewed David Cameron, the former prime minister, earlier today, And they both spoke of just the gratitude that they have to her. And it's interesting in life. You know, I think too often we don't sort of 
say these things about people and have this kind of retrospective look at their life until after they're gone. So I think that there's a feeling that they want her to know how much they admire her as a person. Um, and nobody's perfect, obviously, and there have been some ups and downs, but for the most part, uh, she's a very uncriticized individual in, in the world, on the world scene. So I think they're happy uh, as, a, as a community, as a city, as a country, to have the opportunity to show her that they are grateful and that they admire her while she is still here to really enjoy it and to feel that feedback. She stood on the balcony yesterday and you could read her lips. She said, Oh, how incredible, you know, just looking out at this outpouring of people. So yeah, there's a lot of fun going on. The the pubs are definitely crowded. The weather is nice the past couple of days, very spring-like and just a really positive, I think, grateful mood. We saw those images of the queen on the balcony coming out and getting all the cheers and the music. One of the little kids stole the show. Who was that making all the faces? (laughs) That was Louis. He's the third child of of Catherine and the Duke of Cambridge, William, Prince William. And uh, he was adorable. And he was, you know, holding his ears. It's too loud. The fly pass went over. They call it a fly pass. So um, I, I feel like every one of these events that I've covered over the years, guys, there's always one of those kids who's on the balcony who steals the show. When it was Kate and William getting married, there was a little girl who just looked tired and with, bored with the whole thing, kind of resting her head on her hands in the photographs. She was in all the photographs. So it, it's kind of a nice factor, I think, um, of it's like a royal tradition to see them interacting with these little kids up there. And, you know, they kind of remind all of us of, of our own families and kids. Then we saw the Queen excusing herself from some of the festivities. She was absent, not feeling well. I mean, what is there to read into that? Because you hear that, you might say, okay, that makes sense. You also hear that and you say, okay, she is, you know, on the downslope toward 100 years old. Is Mm -hmm. this something to be concerned about? Is there an expectation that she will be at some of the additional activities coming up this weekend? You know, I, I think she has always kind of tempered expectations about how much of this she would able be able to attend in person. And I was not. I know a lot of people were very shocked that she didn't uh, go to this service this morning. But it's, you know, it's it's kind of a lot to go into St. Paul's Cathedral, even if they're bringing her in through the side door. She just has trouble getting around. She has trouble with her legs or her knees. And to be sitting in there for an hour and a half, and then, you know, have to kind of get up and walk back across the church and leave. I, I think, I don't think we really know. From what I'm hearing uh, is that she has problems with her knees, that she gets inflamed, that they get inflamed and it makes it hard for her to, to get around. So um, I think the fact that she came out twice on the balcony yesterday is, is probably the only time we're going to see her. She's just said shortly, a short time ago, that she's not going to be at Epsom Derby tomorrow, which is uh, the big um, horse race event that she loves to go to. Uh, no, she loves horse horses, right? So for her to miss that She loves is... horses and she loves dogs. So, yes, I mean, I think she's entering a period where these things are, are more and more challenging for her to do. But she looked she looked pretty good yesterday, actually, I would she say. She did. And she looked happy and, to your point, sort of marveling at the crowds. And I think it probably takes a lot to marvel at anything when you're the Queen of England and you've been the Queen for 70 years. You've seen everything. But still, there's that fresh appreciation and perspective, I guess, that stays with you throughout your life. We have to ask Martha and talk about this. A lot of Americans who are paying attention to this story, many are not, some are, 
You've got the hardcore sort of royal watchers, and then other people who are kind of fascinated by the monarchy, others who are contemptuous of the monarchy and don't care at all. But it's hard not to hear at least a few stray words here or there about Harry and Meghan Markle. They left, right? They're like, we're out of here. We don't want to really be a part of this anymore. We're flying to California. Goodbye. What is their role in all of this? And did I see that they were booed by onlookers at one of these events? Well, you know, today was sort of the first time that we saw them out and about. Uh, They were kind of just in the background yesterday. And I think it was significant that they walked into the church and were kind of shown to a second row seat on the other side away from Charles and William and their their families. So I think things have changed dramatically for them and really at their own choice. They chose to back away from their duties um, of, you know, service with the family and handling events and handling the things that the rest of the family does and uh, moved to California. So I think it was pretty clear to them after they did that, that things were going to be very different. And I think this might've been the first time that Harry really absorbed just how different they are. He's not wearing his, you know, doesn't have affiliation with the military anymore. His father and his brother were on horseback in full military regalia and Harry fought in Afghanistan. It's something that was always very important to him, that connection to the British, to the British military. And that's not there anymore. And, uh, you know, it's, it's weird. I mean, imagine one of your siblings walking in and being seated far away from the rest of your family. So on a very personal level, I, I would imagine that today was a real wake up call for him. And as for the booze, uh, there were some people booing and you could hear them on the audio when they walked out. There were also people cheering at that time as well. So I think there's a mixed feeling about them. But if you just go by the poll numbers, Harry's gone from, you know, plus positive 77 percent to down to 26. So he's he's lost a ton of um, of his affection in the country. And I think a lot of people sort of attribute it to to her. Um so we'll see, you know, what the future holds for them. I think there was some speculation that maybe they might reconcile a bit, if nothing, if for no other reason, just to, you know, make their grandmother happy. Um, mm-hmm. But that it doesn't appear to be the path that is uh, that's being taken right now, anyway. And speaking of that word, affection, does all the deep affection that we were talking about for Queen Elizabeth II? Does that transfer over to her family? I don't want to get ahead of this as all a huge celebration of her life and her time on the throne, but people are, of course, casting their eyes ahead to the future. Is that reservoir of support for her or for the family? Well, that will remain to be seen, I think. It's clear that it's there for her. And uh, Piers Morgan was saying today, you know, the thing about having a queen, and of course, um, we rebelled against that as a country and had a revolution and and not want that kind of leadership. But he said, you know, the one good thing about having a queen is that she's a national figure who represents the sort of overall values and culture of the country in a nonpartisan way, kind of like a big British flag of a human being that reminds everybody (laughs) what connects them instead of what divides them which does sound like a pretty nice thing in some ways. Um, so whether or not it, it, it uh, extends to that, you know, 70 years is a long time. Like when we have a president for eight, eight years, you kind of go, oh, that's a whole era of my life, you know, that sort of connects to having that person in the background. Right. So 
anybody who's under the age of 70 has only known her in that role. So whether or not they can translate that affection to Charles I, remains to be seen. You know, I think I think when that time does come, and her mother lived to be 101, so um, we'll see. But I think it's, it will be a I think it's going to be really rock the boat, actually, a little bit around here. And although there's a lot of positive uh, support for Charles these days, he's had his ins and outs. Um, there's no doubt that it will just represent just a very different feeling for quite some time in that transition, I would imagine. Finally, Martha, I'm jealous that you're there just because I love London and I love the Brits. I'm not as into all the pomp and circumstance and the family tree and all of the details like you are, but... A beautiful, splendid weekend of festivities and fun and all the sort of trappings of this type of event with great weather and all that. It sounds like a lot of fun. Is there anything that you are particularly looking forward to yourself coming up in the next few days of this Jubilee celebration? Well, you know, there's going to be a big concert tomorrow night. Uh, Rod Stewart and Queen and um, Adam Lambert. Uh, so it's all set up. You know, when you when you go around Buckingham Palace, it's it's all set up for that enormous concert, which I think will be neat. I thought it was really cool last night. They did. They basically put all of these faces of Elizabeth at different ages uh, projected onto the, the whole front of Buckingham Palace, which was a really cool thing. And um, and the, the Derby, as we would say, like Kentucky Derby, but the Derby is tomorrow afternoon, and you'll see a lot of them out at, at that as well. So, And, yes, you know what? It's, it's a great city, great place to visit, and it is beautiful. It's been beautiful the past couple of days. We're expecting some rain the next couple of days. But it's just – it's a really – it's a brilliant time to, to be here and to see it all. So, yes, I, I look forward to it, and I do enjoy it. We've been working a lot of long hours. You know how it is when you travel for work. Uh-huh. It's not like you're just um, – you know, kind of uh, running to, uh, to the pubs. <laughs> but um, but it's well worth it. Yeah, it's been a great experience. And I would say it really wouldn't be a thoroughly British event without some rain. So maybe it's appropriate yeah, exactly. in some ways. Last Jubilee, it rained. It poured through the entire, entire thing. So we've been lucky so far. Yeah, this is an upgrade for sure. Martha, we're enjoying all the coverage, and we look forward to having you back here stateside very soon. Thanks, Guy. Always good to be with you. Take care. Absolutely. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. The home stretch is next. That was this week's edition of the Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.